0: Episode 113. Wow. My family and I find ourselves in an interesting situation. Can I help you? Looking for John
1: Dutton. Oh, yeah, who's looking for John Dutton? The walls are closing in on all sides. We're fighting to survive. You watch the show, Your father's don't you?
2: ranch isn't a kingdom, and he isn't a king. Your family deserves to lose everything.
1: There are wolves everywhere here. i on this valley there's a war coming you bet your ass it's coming this is where change begins with new partnerships
2: they will pull you they will twist you and tear you into tiny pieces
1: to beat her i have to attack him i have to play dirty we're about to find out how big a role you play in this family son You understand what I'm asking?
2: Loyalty, morality, not part of the equation for you. Right and wrong so far from this place, I don't think it factors in at all. This cannot be fixed.
1: All the angels are gone, son. There's only
0: devils left. From Chicago, Illinois, the home of dysfunctional government and the highest homicide rates in the nation, this is the Fireworks Brigade, starring Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker. This pyro podcast is all about the people and the passion of fireworks and is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. Here's Johnny Star <laughs> and Ron the Banker. I like that. You like that, right? You do a little windup. You got you know, he's, he's winding up. I'm winding up. There you go.
1: You do you ever? You never. Have you watched Yellowstone?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. I'm addicted to Yellowstone. I know. I said I. I thought you
1: did, and I was like, "Man,
0: I was the one who told this. you about Yellowstone." But you said you don't like Beth, but you're starting to <laughs> like her. I can tell. There's a there's a gleam in your eye. You like her.
1: Well, I I just learned why she hates Jamie so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty well, so at first
1: I couldn't understand why she would have such hatred for her brother. And let's face it, out of all the people in the Yellowstone lexicon, Jamie would probably be one that I would more closely. R- relate to because he's more of the business guy or the guy that wears the suit every day. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm
1: not, Yeah, you know, I'm not going to wear chaps and a hat and yeah. go rope. And then, cowboy.
0: and then, you know, I, I'm pretty much like rip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wish I was like rip. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm more like a, I guess I'm more like a, uh, the, the kid, you know, the, the other guy, Casey, Casey, you right. know, well, I don't, I don't know. You know, just do what dad says. And, what? You, you know, don't want to
1: just be like Kevin Costner.
0: Yeah, in the movie, the kid says, "I know what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be him," and I like that. Now, okay, one of the greatest lines from Yellowstone that I used a couple times now already is, uh, "You know, you're the trailer park, but I'm the tornado." <laughs> yes, I, like, I that. like that one. Yeah,
1: <coughs> isn't uh, and I never watched Dallas, but I knew you were a huge fan yes. of Dallas. Isn't this kind of like Dallas?
0: It is. It's a. Uh, it's almost like a spinoff of Dallas. You know, Dallas had their ranch, but they were in the you know cutthroat in the oil business. And this guy, you know, got his ranch. So, like this ranch doesn't look nothing like the Dallas ranch, as far as like the house. But it's no, it's cool. You know, you know? and um, but you know Kevin Costner is just a man. You know. Just trying to do what he wants to do and and everyone tries to take it away from him. And that's and that's I think that's what's going on, you know, in in small business today. You know, we're just all trying to fight to keep our legacy and our work going and the modern day struggles, you know. Well, you try desperately to keep your share, but it seems like everybody's
1: trying to get a piece of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. It, it just uh, it seems it seems ridiculous that that you know, you, yeah. and, and the the freedoms that you had they they get taken away little by little. Yeah, Before little by you little. Know it, you have nothing left, you know. Yeah, the old saying, right? The you put the frog in the pot, and you know if the water is, you know he doesn't realize he's boiling. You know what I mean? Oh, I it gotcha. It's warm water.
0: Yeah, and this is what I mean. You know, Montana's you know.
1: Not far from Fargo, right? Not
0: far from Fargo, and uh, we've had a couple things up there, in Montana. But it seems like uh, you know it's the Wild West, and people enjoy it just the way it is. And um, in fact, I ran into <laughs> some people from Montana in in Cabo San Lucas, and I said, "Yeah, I said I watched that movie uh, Yellowstone, and I even met a barrel racer, which I wouldn't even know what barrel racing was until That's the I, girls, right? Until I saw, yeah, until I saw Yellowstone, yeah, and." I said, I, you know, I want to, I want to buy a ranch now. And the guy's like, "No, right. we don't, we don't need any more people." <laughs> yes. He's like, he just like cut me we off. We don't need anymore. Yeah. He just Stay cut home. me off at the Costco. I remember that yeah. in yeah. Cabo San Luis. He's like, "No, we don't need any more." I was like, "Wow." So, I mean, obviously, right? Know. And remember,
1: and we were talking about this. Our first episode ever was April twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. So this will be eight years. We said, right? Eight years. This April will be our eight year anniversary. We did. Oh, let's see. We did, uh, we've done, this is episode 113, John. Wow. And we've done 132 hours. 132 hours. And that's not, that's not including all the videos. We have well over 100 videos on YouTube. But yeah. um, one, of the first, one of the first things we talked about on the first episode was I, I was going into the whole thing, how in hockey the groupies are called puck bunnies. And I learned something from Yellowstone buckle bunnies.
0: Oh, Buckle Bunnies, yeah. There you go. I mm-hmm. think that'd
1: be a good name for a cake.
0: Yeah, a buckle, buckle Bunnies. bunnies. There we'll you go. Like a little rodeo theme. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I just told everybody else in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just named, yeah, renamed Shoot Rooster and named yeah, Buckle Bunny. Buckle Bunny, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like that.
0: Hopefully I like that. Nice yellow Yellowstone theme on there. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I really enjoy watching that. Now, I think I'm all caught up. I watched it all. There's been four seasons. Yeah, four seasons. I'm I'm like in the middle of season three. And you know what just came out today?
1: Mm.
0: Billions. Yeah, I know. And Ozark came out. Yeah, Ozark. Yeah, Ozarks. I got to watch. I was oh, sorry, it came out Friday. I didn't watch it, but I will catch up on that this week. And then Billions. I still have to catch up on Billions. I, it, you know, Billions is on down in Mexico, but it's not. On Netflix in United States. No. So that's kind of crazy. But so when I get down to Cabo, I'm going to try and catch up on Billions as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you're so you're behind even a season in Billions. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Well, I, I was just looking through this thing for for Yellowstone. There's a spinoff too. There's like a
0: 1893. I start watching it, but it's it, like a prequel type thing. Yeah, right? it is. It's like how we're, the Dutton family came from. Um, I guess it's just too many years ago for me. I'm, I've kind of lost interest a little bit in it.
1: I've heard Sam Elliott Sam Elliott is in it. That yeah, he's in it. He's a, yeah. It. yeah.
0: I haven't. I mean, I haven't
1: finished Yellowstone. And and
0: something. and Lloyd reminds me of Sam Elliott in Yellowstone.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: he yeah, reminds yeah. me of Sam Elliott type of guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, um, apparently, this Yellowstone wasn't that popular. I mean, it was okay. It was doing well, but it it really took off with the with COVID because people are home now and they've yeah. been watching it, so it really took off. That happened with uh, it didn't happen. I mean, not necessarily the same, but um, Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad was on uh, was it AMC or whatever it was, and it wasn't it wasn't really doing well. And yeah. then once they put it on Netflix. It like, it, 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 uh, Breaking Bad like put Netflix on the map and Netflix put Breaking Bad on the map because it was just it, the way that the episodic, uh, you know, the way it went was people wanted to watch it all at once rather yeah. than wait week wait, by week, week by week. So yeah. when you can, you know, like Ozark, you can watch all tonight. Yeah,
0: I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm to be up all, all tonight. I'll do them all.
1: <laughs> you're going <you're laughs> to stay up all night.
0: Well, I need to know how to, you know, I, I always like to know how to launder money. So this is perfect. You know, I get all I get all my I get all my training right here off I, TV. What? I don't know. You keep telling everybody you
1: don't have any money.
0: Well, well, I, I know because <laughs> I keep trying to launder it in a washing machine. <laughs> You're not laundering it properly. Yeah, I keep washing it. And they're like, no, that, I didn't mean to wash it. I meant to launder it. I was right. like, no wonder I've been messing up. <laughs> yeah. And it, then, um, you know, I, I just found out, you know, I well, I knew. But, you know, lucky number is eight in China. And now I know why yes. I'm always thinking seven and. You're, you're one-off. I'm one-off, as usual. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yes, we have, this is a special episode. We have an interview with Wilson Lamb. Wow. From um, Chili Fireworks. From Chili Fireworks. We we, we interviewed him, so that's going to be in this episode. So we normally do our Pyro Purge, but we kind of went through all that stuff with Wilson. Okay. Um, right there. So in the what I want to do is, we're going to go to the Pyro Bookshelf, John. Pyro Bookshelf. All right, you know who this guy is? Jack Welch. Jack Welch. He was the CEO of GE. So he was. Uh, he he gr- graduated from University of Massachusetts, Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Uh, he was. Um, I think he died in 2020. Oh. And he was in. He was. Um, his nesti- estimated net worth in 2006 was 720 million. So he was um, General Electric. He joined General Electric in 1960. He worked his way up, and um, he was he was the CEO. So, but
0: and his first salary was ten thousand five hundred dollars a year in nineteen sixty. Is that what this Jack Welch? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but anyway, so but I'm reading his book here. It's called the GE Way. Is
0: it's that your is that your um, your bookmarker? Is a is a, a piece of Kleenex?
1: No, it's a piece of uh, it's a napkin from the restaurant. Oh, oh
0: okay. Well, so, no. same thing.
1: Yeah, it's a napkin. Okay. But I, I usually use the flap with my bookmark.
0: Oh, you but, should have one of those fancy, like, pyro uh, bookmarks, maybe. Do they have pyro yeah. bookmarks? We may have to, you know, we can't sell fireworks, might as well sell bookmarks. <laughs> well,
1: well, this Jack Welch, he, he, the Welch <laughs> way. So, what he did, so he he was trying, so he came in, and, and GE was just huge. GE, yeah. GE owes like 300 companies, and he, like, whittled it down to like 13. But his whole. His whole thing was boundaryless. He wanted he wanted desperately to have GE work like a small company, like a small business, because he felt there were so many benefits to having a small business compared to a large. Obviously, the big benefit of a large business is you got a ton of cash and you can do whatever. I mean, they just acquired company after company and everything yeah. else. They he was he was part of GE when they bought NBC. So, okay, and that was his thing. He's like because GE would just make light bulbs and washing machines and. TVs and whatever and he said no we need to be in the service industry so he kind of he pivoted he he got rid of a lot of employees he kind of cut out the bottom 30 percent he he consolidated the businesses and he also went after the service so like you know they make locomotives but then they started servicing the locomotives they make uh a medical um you know like uh, CAT scan machines. They started servicing that. They were making more money on the service. the service. So yeah. that was his big thing. But anyway, he, he talks fondly about small businesses. So I want to tell you, I want to read from you, it's like a couple paragraphs of what he, what's in this book, what he said about small businesses and tell me if it rings a bell. Most small companies, now this is Jack Welch speaking, most small companies are uncluttered, simple, informal. They thrive on passion and ridicule bureaucracy. Small companies grow on good ideas regardless of their source. They need everyone, involve everyone, and reward or remove people based on their contribution to winning. Small companies dream big dreams and set the bar high. Increments and fractions don't interest them. Yes. Yes. Right. We love the way small companies communicate with simple, straightforward, passionate arguments rather than jargon-filled memos, putting it in channels, running it up the flagpole, and worst of all, the polite deference to the small ideas that too often come from big offices and big companies. Now this is this is the last here. This is the good part. Everyone in a small company knows the customers their likes, dislikes, and needs because the customer's thumbs up or down means the difference between a small company between becoming a bigger company tomorrow or no company at all. It comes down to something very simple. Small companies have to face into the reality of the market every day and when they move, they have to move with speed. Their survival is on the line. Yeah, that's very it's pretty, true. Yeah, pretty true, right? I mean, that's true. You know all your customers. You know their likes. You know their dislikes and, and if they, you know, if you can't, uh, you, you have to move and you have to, you know, like we were talking earlier with, um, and you'll hear it. We talked with, uh, Wilson, you know, talking about maybe even considering getting out of the wholesale business, but you know, that would just, that would, that would kill you. And you've, yeah. you've, you've, you've developed this pipeline and this, 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 uh, you know, this pipeline of, of, of customers and stuff. And once you cut them loose, you might not ever get them back.
0: No, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been a struggle. And, you know, we've always talked about it too. It's like, I don't have time to sit in a boardroom with 10 other people and discuss it. I need to make the no, decision. No, right, exactly. Myself, right now, you know, I got 10 minutes, you know, and that's it. Right. Because if we miss that window, a small business can't afford to miss any windows. You know, No, right. And um, that's what he talks about. Yeah, and, and big businesses, they can keep an eye, you know, they'll, you know, you're in a banking business. They'll say, well, you know, we're going to we're going to get this finalized by, um, you know, um, April 2023, like it was tomorrow. You'll never hear that come out of a small business owner. No, you know, we,
1: we can do this now. Yeah, we have
0: to yeah. do this now. Like, you right, know, right. I, I give you a week. You right, know, right. Where, you know, you're changing something. Of course, it's a big business. It takes a lot to change things, but that's the whole thing. You have the time to change it. We don't. You're already big. It takes a long time for you get small. Right. <laughs> you have time to change. We need to right. change quick.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the stories in the book talks about how when they took over NBC, everybody was fighting for the rights for the Olympics in a certain year. I forgot what year it was. And they were fighting for the rights for the Olympics. And they, and, and they were bidding, and they were bidding against some other network or whatever. And jack welch and his top guy from nbc they went out to they flew to wherever the international olympic committee was and like over the weekend they made a deal but they couldn't they couldn't get the one year but they figured what what this guy figured is like we'll bid on like the olympics for like the next five olympics Mm because he wanted it so and it ended up being like a three billion dollar purchase or whatever but that was his thing he said You know, we made that deal in the weekend. Most big businesses can't. You can't make. Nobody else can make a $3 billion decision, but he could, and he did. And then they won the Olympics, and it was a huge success for them. And that that had changed the face of how you see the Olympics nowadays because it's, you know, more of a story, and you know what I mean. So, you know, you're the guy who can make the decision. He was the guy who could make the decision. He went out and did it, and, and it was successful. Same thing for you. You go out and you make the decisions, but if there's... You know, you can't. It has to be. You know, you have to move quickly, adapt or die.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's what I really like. You know, as you said, he got on a plane. Yeah, he went out there, and you know, I I kind of felt this the same way about um, you know about how Donald Trump would. I'll pick up the telephone. I'll call him. Right, and it's like we don't have to send memos and emails. I mean, you know, today's world and all these young kids, and I and I get it, they're smart and, you know, they're going to make a lot more money than I'll ever make, I'm sure. But the bottom line is they're just, it's no more, it's no more personality. It's, mm-hmm. I'm going to send them an email and I'm going to get right on it. And I'm going to, I'm going to send a memo. There's just pick up the phone, right. and get this done, you know, and, right. I, um, yeah. Those days are gone and I get it. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but you know there's it, there's a lot to be said of small businesses where we get it done because we pick up the phone and say, "Listen, we got to we got to make this work."
1: I I do that. I say I do that to my analysts all the time, and that's why I'm so glad they're back in the office now because you know, we'll be like, all right, we have, uh, we got to call this guy for this. We got to do, and I'm like, all right, come into my office. We, we call him now. I'm like, yeah, we call him now. Let's get just know, get it done. Get him on the phone. And then when I got him on the phone, I, how's Molly? How's this? How's your wife? How's, you know, what's, how's business? How everybody paying rent? What's going on? Hey, you got any new deals? I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't, you know, sending an email is just so, so impersonal. But, but yeah. yeah, they flew to Austria or wherever the Olympic committee was. They made the deal and they won the deal for that Olympic plus like the next three, and it, 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 they made huge money on it.
0: So and nobody would, and and you wouldn't have got that same result if you didn't get on a plane and go after it. No, because see, I see when people when people would come from China and they'd make an appointment with me to come sit in my office. I pretty much gave them some business because I thought, wow, they thought so highly of me to visit me, Right. They put it in the their respect. schedule. Yeah. And um, you know what? Your prices are good. Product looks good. Let's let's write the order. And some of these companies were shocked when they right. came in. They're like, you want to do the order? And now I'm like, you're here. Let's get it done. <laughs> yeah, let's do it no you time know? like the present.
1: Yes, let's get it you done. You know,
0: I know your company. I've been to China several <laughs> times. you you made an effort to come here to see me. You came to write an order? Let's write an order. And then yeah. they're just yeah. shocked, you know? Yeah, yeah. How about when I gave an order to a kid years ago just because he never bothered me during breakfast? You, oh, yeah. <laughs> he sat there. He sat at the next table across from me for a whole week. And he'd say, you know, good morning, Mr. John. I'd say good morning. And, um, you know, And after about a week went by, I says, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to go for a drink? I says, bring your boss. I says, well, we'll write an order up. He's like, F- with me? I'm like, well, yeah. And the reason I did that was because I thought so highly of him because he didn't bother me. He wasn't sitting there at my table trying right. to push himself right. in. He just politely said good morning he knew who I was I knew who he was he never bothered me and I thought that was really great and that's yeah. and we're still doing business to this day
1: that's a good, well, yeah that's a good story you, we've talked about this
0: before I think next for the
1: next podcast we'll do this we'll get yeah. you we'll get you to tell a, like a fireworks story think of like one of your best favorite ones and we'll, okay. we'll tell it next time and you can you know give a paint the picture for us and right. some funny stuff that's happened to you along the way yeah been plenty of it <laughs> still happening all right, let's do a little news. Oh.
0: What? Now it's going Johnny Starr. Getting,
1: getting a little feedback there. All right, news, yeah. a little news, John. Here we go. Uh, actually, good news out of Hawaii, John. Sky over Hilo Hilo, is it Hilo, Hilo? Hilo. Hilo was ablaze before and after midnight as the Big Island rang in 2022 with a bang. The weather cooperated and might have made it seem like there were more fireworks displays on which to feast festive eyes. Authorities confirmed to Big Island now on Friday, January 7th, there were fewer pyrotechnic complaints compared to last year. And for the most part, the island's residents celebrated responsibly.
0: Perfect. That's there nice. you go. We've we've begged Hawaii to yeah. maybe they listen to us. Maybe they did.
1: Maybe they listened to us, you know. I know it's a I know it's a big uh it's a big uh, cultural thing out there, right? It's yeah. a big cultural thing in, in Hawaii the the firecrackers and things. Yep. So maybe hopefully they they learn their lesson yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't want to want people blowing each other up. That was good. Hawaii listened. Yeah, speaking of blowing each other up, Las Vegas police looking for a suspect in a car involved in two fireworks incidents on the Las Vegas Strip. Two pedestrians were injured on the Las Vegas Strip Monday night when a firework was thrown from a near car near Harrah's, according to Metro Police. Uh, the suspect vehicle was on the strip when the firework was thrown from the vehicle. Two victims were standing on the sidewalk. Sustained burns or injuries were not life threatening. Well, at least they weren't life threatening, John. And I could
0: I can imagine the guy's probably driving by Harris like I'll show you a jackpot <laughs> <laughs> and just threw a bomb out the window. I'll Great. Show you I'll show, show you the jackpot. Pot. That might there be a, that might be a new name for this podcast. I'll show you a jackpot. I like that. That's it. Write it down. I'll show you a jackpot. I'll show you a jackpot.
1: Man used baseball bat to threaten people shooting fireworks on New Year's Day. Now here's a guy with no sense of having fun. So this guy, look at him I won't say his name. West Melbourne, Florida. He's charged uh, toward a group of people. He charged toward a group of people with a bat early New Year's morning, according to the police. According to the arrest report, five people were shooting off fireworks in the parking lot of their apartment complex just after midnight on New Year's Day when this gentleman came out of his apartment and approached the group with a baseball bat. Uh, He was yelling at the group and threatening them while swinging the bat and hitting it against the the ground, according to the report.
0: A good way to damage a bat, hitting against yeah, the bat. Yeah, I don't think he was worried about the bat. Uh, he looks he looks like a, a hardened criminal. He looks like he's done, like, time.
1: <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's done this so before. Here,
0: so you got these people who are just trying to, you know, and when you said New Year's Day, but I get it, it's right after midnight. So they're just having, they're ringing in a new year. It's still New Year's Eve in my right. book, till you wake right. up in the morning. Here's a guy that comes out with a baseball bat. It looks like a hardened criminal with a baseball bat. Right, You know. right. Like, what do you want? You want to bash the kid's head in because... And then you know what's going to happen? How about this? He sends him to the hospital for bashing him over the head with a baseball bat. And then they say in the hospital, he sustained his wounds during, during playing with fireworks. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. See, that's what happens. Yeah.
1: And if he had COVID, they'll blame yeah. it for COVID, yeah. It's course.
0: like, how'd you lose your thumb? I was outside playing with fireworks, and a guy came chasing me with a machete and cut off my thumb. And it, and it's just, fireworks, oh, It's fireworks. Fireworks related. Fireworks related. Yeah, Unbelievable. You All right. This. 92. Hey, get ready for another episode of Fake News. with right, Johnny fake usually and Ron the Banker.
1: Usually we do fireworks, John, but I'm trying trying to get you in the mood for a Super Bowl. All so right. Tonight's the night of the playoffs. Second round of playoffs. There's one more week of playoffs, and then there's a week off. So, uh, what? In the next two, three weeks from tonight, we will be at Abuelango. Oh yeah. In Cabo, watching the Super Bowl. So here we go. So now this is these are two very famous football players and two very famous quotes. I'm going to read them both off, and you're going to pick out which guy said what. First, All right. First one, and I think you've probably heard this one. Before.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard it. It's
1: not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the fight. It's the size of the, the fight, fight in the dog. dog. Mm-hmm. So that's the first quote. And the second quote: When you're good at something, you'll tell everyone. When you're great at something, they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, who said what? First choice is Walter Payton, Chicago Bears. Let me let me read you read you a little bit. Walter Payton, sweetness. He died in '99. Played from the Bears '75 to '87. 77 100 yard games. NFL. He was an MVP, NFL Man of the Year, nine time Pro Bowl, 1970s and 1980s All Decade Team, and he was on the 100 Greatest Team of All Time. So he's he's one of the best. Walter Payton, right there. Yeah, so,
0: I didn't recognize him as Walter Payton. He, you know, changed a lot. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I that must be an early picture. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a younger picture. And then yeah. the other one
1: is Archie Griffin. So he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. So. He's still alive. He's sixty-seven years old. He played from seventy-six to eighty-five. He won the Heisman Trophy twice. Twenty-fourth pick in the NFL draft, and he again he played for the Bengals. So, so again, we got. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And when you're good at something, you'll tell everyone. When you're great at something, they'll tell you who
0: who said what. Well, my my gut feeling, because obviously I know nothing about these players, but my gut feeling was. Looking at his face, he would say number one. It's not the size of the dog in a fight. It's the size of the fight in a dog. Looking at his humble face, it looks like he would say (laughs) the second one. Okay. But knowing Walter Payton... Okay. Now I'm starting to think that he said the second one and Archie said the first one.
1: All right. So is that your
0: final answer? Can I phone a friend? Yes, yes. (laughs) And you phone a friend. Um, you know, should I go with my gut feeling or should I go with the older Peyton? So I'm going to go with my gut feeling.
1: So you think Walter Payton said, when you're good at something, you'll tell everyone when you're great at something, they'll tell you?
0: No, my gut feeling is he said the first one in right. his early years. Oh, okay. So
1: you're, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should have went with the other feeling. Yeah. Walter Payton said, "Yeah, I when you're knowing
0: knowing Walter yeah. Payton, that's why I said knowing right, Walter but right. looking at the picture, I immediately well, yeah. thought that. But like I said, knowing Walter Payton, I that was what I, you know, after we talked about it, I was like, you know, what because Walter Payton was, he knew he was good, you yeah. know. So I didn't, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't pick, to, pick the pictures to like throw you off. Or yeah. anything, but they, well, was, you did a good job. I, <laughs> I did a good job doing <laughs> that. So if I just All lived right.
0: my life opposite, I'd be much better off.
1: There, yeah, like uh, that uh, Seinfeld. Episode, Seinfeld, where yeah. he did everything just backwards, just doing opposite of what he saw. Yeah, and it, it worked out very well yep.
0: for him. So. Yep.
1: All right, so you know, let's get into this. So Wilson Lamb, John okay. Wilson Lamb from. Love Wilson, Chili Fireworks, Black Scorpion. We learn a lot about fireworks. We learn about 2022. What he sees, it was very interesting listening to his side of it from where he's at. Talks a lot about the. There's a March. Um, what is, there's a uh, like a fireworks.
0: Yeah, new regulations are coming, are coming over from the Chinese government in March. So, um, so yeah, he talks a lot about that. He's as interested as we are, obviously, right? Um, but. That is one thing I like about the younger generation. They are like, well, we'll just have to, you know, figure move it on, out, figure it out. Right. And um, I've always said, you know, you know you're old when you don't want to change. So <sighs> yeah. I always like to change and keep things going because I do, I always said it's a sign of old age when you don't change. So these new firework regulations are going to affect a lot of older companies that are maybe are used to doing business a certain way. And we're yeah. going to soon find out. Yeah,
1: So and Wilson was great. We talked to him for about an hour, 55 yeah. minutes or whatever. There was a lot of good stuff in here, so listen up to it. If you want to see it, we did it on Zoom, so you can certainly uh, watch it on the YouTube channel. We'll get that up there. Um, you know, a lot of great stuff in there. If you have any questions, certainly reach out to Wilson. Reach out to us. And um, that's it for this week.
0: We'll. we'll um... Sounds good. So we're going to see you in down in Cabo San Lucas. At the Casa Star.
1: Casa Star. We will be at Casa Star. Our next episode will be in Kabul and we'll cool. have our usual good stuff there and the usual guys. We got Abolengo set up. We're ready to go. Anybody yep. wants to join us? Yeah. Call, call the guy from Domineer. He owes you a fishing trip. Yeah,
0: that. Oh, we got to get him out here. That's right. We got to get him. All right.
1: Get him out there. All right. So the, let's. Everyone, stay tuned. Listen to the in- interview with Wilson Lamb and we'll talk to you next month.
0: Sounds good. Let's go, Wilson.
1: John, very, very excited today. Uh, I know, you know what? I special, did this special for you. I know you're dying to go to China. I'm dying to go to China. I, I know you're know. dying to get to China. We set this up. We got Wilson Lamb. He's a regional. Wilson, right there. He's right there. Regional salesman. Black Scorpion Chili Fireworks. I know you're jonesing to get out to China. I, you can't get you to China, but we can get a little of China. Coming. Ron,
0: could I say, because I know, uh, and Wilson, most of my stuff winds up on the editing well I'll have you know. This podcast <laughs> would be a lot funnier, but could I say, like, Black Scorpions Matter? <laughs> yes. Black <laughs> Scorpions <laughs> Matter. I yeah, like do. that. Yes, they scorpions do. Black Scorpions Matter. They do. Know? They, but they only like think that. about the red scorpion, but it's really the black scorpion. There you go. I like wow. that. Black yeah. Scorpions Matter. That'd be a nice name. And, and I like that name. I think we're gonna make a, a firework that. Black scorpions matter. There you go.
2: So. Uh, Wilson, how are you doing out there? Yeah, doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing good. We're doing good. Have you uh, have you have you listened to the podcast or seen the YouTube
2: channel? Of course. Um, you know, it's uh, it's fun and covers a wide range of fireworks knowledge. Actually, I learned a lot of things from it. Sometimes I went back through the podcast and videos on fireworks brigade. Um, I really enjoy this, and it's very a very good window and, and bridge built between China fireworks manufacturers and U.S. dealers and consumers. Uh, that is a for me, that is a phenomenal and successful project in fireworks, and I am so familiar with your guys' voice.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> good, well, that's good, good to hear that because we. Sometimes we feel like uh, you know the only the only way people want to watch the channel is if we blow a bunch of stuff up. But anybody could do that. <laughs> you know, we like yeah. to talk and have fun, and and you know, and every
0: once in a while we'll blow some stuff up. But and the nice thing about Wilson, not only does he uh, we've gone over this many times Wilson and I, but not only does he understand and speak perfect English, but he also understands like you know just some sayings and phrases that okay. we may use. You know, like the, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's what's
1: really unique. What are you? Were you? Uh, did you were you educated in the states, or how, how? are you so familiar with the language?
2: Well, um, I kind of had that um, dream before. I want. I want to study overseas. But later, I, I found that I don't have that opportunity, and, and financially, not possible for me. So um, that was a long time ago. I Down into some movies, and uh, you know, we got this stereo. At home, you know, uh, my brother. So I yeah. stayed at home and watched the movie, and, you know, I learned the language, learned the tones, the accent from the movie. So and I still remember the first movie that I watched was, uh, uh, I don't remember the name, this guy uh, flying at a, a, a helicopter was saying, oh, shit, that was my gun. And that was the first <laughs> well, time I learned from the
0: movie.
2: you <laughs> <laughs> A long, long time ago.
0: See that? There you go. I like that. Yeah, there you go. So how
2: long have you known John? When how'd you guys meet? Well, uh for me that was I think it's over four years, right, John?
0: Yeah, I think well it's four been years, that was uh, two years. uh yeah, four or five. I think it might have been yeah. yeah.
2: And the first time I met Johnny was actually in 2018 at the um Expo, okay. which was our second show up at the NFA, I think. And I was doing the announcing, uh, the shoot off, when uh, and Johnny was right behind me, and, I found and right behind me. behind me, watching me and my demo list. And I was like, "What the heck is this guy doing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
2: know. And later he was invited to our factory later by by Kendrick, who is my supervisor. So then I found out, oh, that was the watching guy, Johnny. That- watching guy. The watching guy. There you go. <laughs> that was the first time I actually met Johnny. This is how we met. And um uh, Yep.
0: And I think that was the year that you uh, were showing the pyro cubes at your table. Was that 2018? Yes.
2: Uh, actually, 2017, I was, uh, Calvin and Kendrick was there, and we yes. didn't shoot anything that's put up from the PyroQ box on the, on the table. Yeah, that's where I first uh,
0: met your company, was with that, But actually, uh, years ago, Ron, many years ago, I was invited out to the uh, Chili Fireworks Company long, long time ago. And that's when you guys mm-hmm. were doing the Connector Series, which was another great what I thought at that time was great, it was plugging one cake into the female and one cake into right, the right male. And then so I went out there to see that, and that was the first time that I was there. And that was probably about, oh my God, it's got to be about eight, nine years ago already. Yeah, Time flies. I
2: think um, I think that was um, 2004
0: or five. Yeah, that yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah, I know it was quite a while. Yeah, Yeah. long time
2: ago. Before so, I joined, uh, joined Chili Fireworks. Yeah,
1: you weren't there. Yeah, exactly. So, explain what's so we talked about Black Scorpion. What's, what's the uh, connection between Black Scorpion and Chili?
2: Okay. Um, well, Black Scorpion is the brand, the fireworks brand carried by Chili Fireworks. Okay. Uh, which is us. We have two different brands, actually. The other one is called Legend Dragon that only sells in China. Okay. And uh, Black Scorpion for Overseas Market. Black Black Scripting was created by Chile's founder Mr. Lee, who has been active in fireworks business over 50 years. Um, but he retired now, and that is the uh, same year that Chile was founded in 1997. That and Legend Dragon was created by Calvin and Vincent's. So, uh, they are the brothers. They are Mr. Lee's sons, and oh, okay. they are the second generation of Chile. You know, so first. Black Scorpion was operated and promoted in Europe, later in Panama, Asia. And um, I think that was when, uh, years later, that was when Johnny met us in around, you know, 2004, 2005, i call it. And we sold a bunch of uh, connectors cakes to the USA. That was, a, you know, a connected by by using supportive rubber tubes with fuse inside. That's, that's the uh, first generation PyroCube.
0: Yeah. That was really, that was way ahead of its time back then. The, the PyroCube? Well, I mean, before the PyroCube was this connector series. And that was really, uh, and I even thought of, um, it had its problems along the way too with, you know, who didn't know the in-out and, you know, the in-cord and the out-cord. It was a little confusing to some, but uh, what I thought was so unique was that you could basically Make money selling the fuse because the fuse is in like this rubber tube, almost like a surgical tube. So the fuse is inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. if you bought more cakes, you'd have to buy more fuse. So ah. you actually get, you know, you actually get some residual selling the fuse. You know. Okay. So uh, you know me, Ron. I'm always trying to think of how to just pay the rent. Can I just make a little bit of money? Uh, you know, you're
1: just you got know, a buck and a half in your pocket. You know,
0: I had a couple dollars and i try to make it into four. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's I'm always flying, Ron. <laughs> he, he's always trying to make a buck, right? So
1: hard. Yeah. <laughs> what what when, when John's out in China? Do you you guys go out anywhere? Where where do you take this guy? Where where do you go?
2: Well, actually, there's a limited time provide for, for us. You know, first of all, um, I we drove him back to our company and um, have a little talk about the fireworks and later we do the demo. Uh, we don't spend much time outside the company, actually, because, you know, John wouldn't stay here for too long. I know he's got a lot of time with other suppliers, so we don't hock him in for, for too long. And, so, uh, show him a
1: lot of fountains, he likes that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And uh, Johnny was, uh, that was was the name of the bar? Fire Bar, right? Bar, that's New my York. bar. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah it's
2: Love the place, and a lot of people went there, and um, I think we will have some bars here like that someday in future.
0: Yeah, because uh, I got to remember, Wilson's company is very far away from Luoyang. where okay. I stay. Yeah, yeah. So they come to pick me up, and they take me out to uh, Li Ling, right? Li Ling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's right. That's correct. Yeah, and then we have about another about another hour, I think about an hour drive. It used to be longer, but the roads another are much driving. better now.
2: Yeah. So where are you yeah.
0: located?
2: Where are you located? Uh, each side of this fireworks area, fireworks manufacturing area, each side. You know, in the upper side is Liu yang and on the east side of us is Jiangxi, another, you know, another place for fireworks manufacturing. So we are Probably. in the middle, go between.
1: It's, and you guys did the, you talk about the cubes, you guys come up with any other
2: new, new ideas you could tell us about? Any other ideas? You wow. There's a, there's a lot we can tell about the cubes, and uh, we had a lot of talk about this, a lot of thoughts. And I really like Johnny's ideas of, on, on, on this product and his, um, you know, plans and thoughts on that. Um, I, you know, I joined in, in Fireworks experience for like, you know, uh, same as long as I met Johnny, so four or five years. So Johnny gave me a lot of uh, knowledge, a lot of uh, inspiration on on fireworks and pyrotechnics also. Oh, and, that, and we
0: uh, and we expanded the line quite a bit uh, last year and this year, I think. Um If yeah. we get to the containers then, we uh, we I think we're about what up to like twelve or 12, uh, 500 grams, I think. And. Uh, 500 and, grand. Yeah. And then eight or 12 or 350 grand. We start off with four and four, so we've, uh, and of course, if I was able to go to China, we probably would have increased that even more, you know, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's hard for me to do things over video, you know, and I don't get That's into right. it as much. And then when you have these freight issues, it, you know, it aggravates me to the point where it's, it's not fun for me anymore, <laughs> you know, so I'm <laughs> trying to make it more fun, but it's hard. John's yeah, really all about the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So uh, so we're going into 2022 now. We're just starting. So uh, from your side, from where you're looking at, what, what's your impression of of the industry uh, as we start 2022? What do you what do you what, what's your like way up in well, the sky uh, level prediction, or what what do you see happening on your side?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's been really hard for everybody in 2021, and the shipping in Asia is gonna last till I think at least in the middle. Of 2022, it's because it's hard to find the balance and get the things back to where they were. It's different now. Not only the industry itself, it's involved the global economy. I don't think we can solve by our I mean, the whole fireworks industry. Most most importantly, I think the government should step in and take actions. and we are, yeah. you know, we are looking at a very good sales sales number, and an annual meeting. And I think we we will sell a lot more in 2022. But thing is, we have to settle down this shipping issues first. That is very important for us and for the dealers, of the importers uh, on the other side of the planet. So the major problem is we get the shipping issue done. We can have that you know sales peak. I think. So
1: you don't think there's a lack of production issue. You think it's going to be just more of the the same with the shipping issues, right?
2: I think the lack, the shortage of fireworks is only temporary. It's just for, you know, for, it's currently situation, not, it would not be a big problem in the future. No, the whole industry is changing. Everybody realized that we have to make some changes to go with the situation right now. So we are making plans for 2022. And, you know, for, uh, currently the production halts during China's new year is mandated. You know, it happens every year, as long as yes. they celebrate our new year. So um, looking back to um, 2021, as I said, lack of labor becomes one of the reasons for price surge. And now it is, uh, et cetera. And, um, not only us, not only Chile, not only Black Scorpion. I think the Raccoon, Winda or Jakes or some other brands and company factories, they are making changes too. They're going with the with the current situation. And some of them even get another way to, to ship out the fireworks. So everybody's is working their way to get things done. So I don't think there's gonna be a big problem for the fireworks rich. But currently, right at the moment we are going through this so we are working very hotly on this but everybody should have faith in us including the um importers dealers in the u.s they are working very hard too to get the fireworks to the stores get the fireworks to the to the consumers
1: oh so on your end here what how is the shipping has anything in shipping changed is it a everybody keeps saying that the prices are coming down
0: but I don't think that's what sort of has been well it went down a little bit it? Uh, it went down a little bit but we're also having other issues we got more uh, fines imposed on us if that container doesn't leave LA mm-hmm. you know it's a mm-hmm. stupid fine it's a hundred dollars for the first day 200 for the second day 300 400 and so on and so on with no cap no nothing I have no way it's out of my control completely, so I can't go to the ports and pick up the container. I can't do anything, so I'm at the mercy of the ports and the longshoremen, which as you know right now I think is is, is not a China problem, it's a United States problem because we yeah. can't get the ships unloaded because they don't want to work in California, the unions don't want to work. So who so, charges the fine? Uh, charges the fine is our government uh, because they want, the, they want these ports Cleaned off, but what they're charging—they're they're finding me, but I have no control over you it. You prefer to have <laughs> your. Yes. You prefer so, to have the products. You know, I'm back product. and forth, and I'll be in L.A. again on Wednesday. I'm back and forth constantly to California, trying to get things done and move things a little bit faster. Um, you know, as Wilson probably knows, we're not getting shipping space on all these containers because Matson and Costco only want to go to L.A. And then that's it yep. You can't get door to door moves. That means I got to get people in LA to offload it for me. But, you know, only certain people can go pick up your container, you know, you have to be licensed, bonded the whole nine yards. So we have no control over this. So, you know, there was a special on one of our news stations, 2020 over here, you know, I mean, people paid five, $600,000 in fines. I mean, if I had to literally pay five, $600,000 in fines for my product, I've got a business. I don't know what the guy right. did that paid five, six hundred thousand, but obviously he's got product selling every day, where we have product selling once, maybe twice a year. So, yeah. The, another challenge for us, Wilson, as you know, is you know we get basically we get fireworks, you know, once a year, but the yeah. problem is like right now is we didn't collect this money last year what was costing $1.4 million for freight is now $4.2 million of new money, and it didn't, it's not coming from anywhere. So as we get containers in now, the prices are sky high, and that helps us pay for future containers, for future freights. But getting us over this hurdle, which was a big stepping stone for Star Fireworks to at least make it till January till we get like a little bit of another paycheck, getting from July to January was a major hurdle. We got in about, you know, eighteen containers after the fourth of July that obviously we couldn't sell before. They all came in after. So all the money we made basically went to clear this eighteen, but that eighteen came in at almost three times the price of what you collected of what I collected. And if I would have got that eighteen before fourth of July, we would have had that much more money in the bank. We had no revenue, you know. (laughs) Right. Uh, Star Fireworks, you know, had very little sales in June because we had nothing to sell. It was already sold, you know. So for us, products are coming in so far so good. But now we're going to get, I think we got three or four, uh, about maybe five underwater now. And then, you know, then we're going to be done until Chinese New Year's over. And then then we're going to see how, you know, how the production is after Chinese New Year. I mean, that's always been a struggle anyways.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It happens every year. The last uh, at least twenty days, I think, before um, that was twelve days before Chinese New Year's Eve, and at least ten days after the uh, Chinese New Year. You know, the factory workers are, they, they they need more time to, to spend with their family, and um, you know, we, we, m- most of the people get to work, start to work on the eighth day after New Year's Eve. You know, eight is the lucky number in China. It means get rich. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why Don't. I always thought it was seven. That's why I'm poor. I'm I'm, <laughs> you're one off. I'm always one no, Always off. a day early. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, man.
2: number eight.
0: Yeah, I'm changing. You know, that's why my passwords are always eight Now not everybody
2: know. No, it doesn't matter. Know, yeah. you wanna, <laughs> so if if you want to get them. a get a present or a gift it to the to Chinese, get them you know, yes. number. Yeah. Number stuff.
0: There you go. Well, those red envelopes. Johnny loves red envelopes. I heard about that. So. Do
1: you, uh, do you guys do novelties and what's going on with novelties? I heard there could be an wow. issue. Wow.
2: Well, novelties, novelties have really headache this year. Really headache. Uh, first of all, is the sparklers, and later is the morning glory, and later after that is the magical balls. Um, what happens in there is that, um, as I said, the lack of labor becomes one of the reason for price search. and. Novelties assortment requires a lot of manpower, using hands mostly, not machines. And add to that, 75 days of summer stop has made it even worse, you know, like um and tiny tanks, serpent, actually not only novelties, fireworks that are involved in complicated label wrapping will be facing shortage, more or less. And The government are applying more strict policy on these production process. Factories used to hire people from the outside and they have finished products, you know, the products without powder inside, like label wrapping, box folding, uh, et cetera, could be done outside of the factory. There's more people actually doing the work. And now it's all prohibited so as far as i'm concerned some already got their first ticket to the prison which is a big deal to them so there's a there was a big shortage of the novelties and assortments in 2021 and uh, but i think it did you know factory owners were it out in 2022. but i'm sure the prices of sparklers and morning glories won't won't go down they would have stayed at this level
1: Is that part of the, uh, there's updated standards, right? The China fireworks standards, that's updated, that goes into effect in March, is that that what you're talking about? Is that why you can't? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: That was a a big thing in our uh, fireworks industry in China. As um, China's fireworks standard has been applied and taken seriously by the custom these years, the fireworks that are allowed in the past may become, you know, history. For example the the cake with three inches board are classified as 0.3 g and that affected all the no apps in the us I, I i think you guys can still remember the metal cage thing right yeah Th- there's not written in the standard but according to the shipping regulations then it was claimed that the metal cage would provide extra safety in transportation and there's no solid evidence proving that that's how but that's how the whole of, Government from Europe requires from the fireworks that the, the, the um, break rate uh, surpasses five percent. It has to be put in the metal cage, and they said that will, you know, help help um, provide more safety. So it controls explosion inside a metal cage. But for me, I, I don't think that's that makes makes sense. Even worse, you know, there's more pressure inside yeah you're you're following all updates, that pressure up yes to the updates of the standard in March nobody knows exactly what that would be however I've been p- trying to put my ears on that it is said that there would be a change in the category for a combinations and um de- there's a detailed requirements for for assortment and you know novelties tiny fireworks items and they divided the class C into Class C one and Class C two. There's more detailed and more more requirements on that, but nobody knows what exactly that would be.
0: You're talking about the nine-inch racks and things like that. Nine-inch racks and, yeah. and yeah. novelties and uh, stuff like that. You know, reloadables have all already been in a different classification. I think as of last year, right now the the shells got to be made at a, like a Class A factory or something like that. Yeah, so the,
2: that was a uh, Class B actually. But, so you got yeah. to use another, another different kind of a license to to manufacture canister shells, yeah, global, global shells. We don't for for us our company we don't have the license to produce that. But we can work with the factory that they can, that can do license. That. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it seems like oh well, you know it seems like every year not only are we getting in this whole metal cage and that's all on China's side. that's not on our side. You know, DOC right. doesn't require none of that for us, but. You know, if it required on there, well, then that's going to be more money because now the the price of the firework, the price of the big box, now the metal cage, it's that's all know, extra weight. It's going to make it's going to make uh, the nine shot rack probably so expensive that once again they're not going to be selling that many. And there's very little profit in a nine shot rack for us as a as a store. There's only two to a case. So you know, if it's a uh, 36 pieces in a case, you know, like a novelty or 36 twelves mm. on a rocket. We can make more money, but we only got two in a case. You can't really do the right markup. So right. you're 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 risking a lot of money for a product that's very expensive. You're paying a lot of money in freight for products that are very expensive. And if it gets too expensive, people just aren't going to buy it. Now you're just wasting a lot of shipping space.
1: There's a lot of hardcore fans who mm-hmm. love the nine shot racks, though. And yeah, they come you, just for those.
0: Yeah, they do. But what happens is when prices get too high, you know, they'll figure something out. Um, nice. You know there's going to have they're going to what when prices to get too high, a nine shot rack, you to go back to buying more and more reloadables, which have you seen mm-hmm. has gone up. Yeah. You know, reloadables yeah. are now becoming once again uh, back to where they were years ago because reloadables are affordable in the sense that you can just light one and let it go and, and leave it alone, right? If you buy a cake, you're going to light it and it's going to be over in 25 seconds, right? So. Reloadables were really always the best value. And then all of a sudden, they come out with these nice cakes. And then you got the 500 gram cakes back in 2002, I think it was. And people are like, oh, wow, this is nice. But now, with the prices going up, now it looks like the 424 package, like your Cobra Kai and different ones, you know, they've been selling like crazy. Nobody even wants a small little box anymore. They want the big 24 pack. So people are spending right. money, but it just, They might be pulling away from the from the from the cakes into the reloadables. And um, so you know, you gotta really make a decision. You have to really watch what you're selling. Like in my case, I gotta really watch what I'm selling. But it's not only me, like we talked about in the industry with such high freight across the board and everything. You're gonna start going to grocery stores, you're not gonna be seeing certain items because they don't sell as good. So it's going to start picking and choosing, you know, oh, right. the less the less variety, the less money for freight, the less outlay of cash, and you're forcing the people to buy what you have. Well, and right. Yeah, we've talked about so, that So before. we're going to be doing a lot of that this year ourselves, you know. So, less skews. Yeah. You know, hey, if these 500-gram cakes don't make it, keep up. We'll just sell what we have, you know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting, and, you know, unfortunately for novel- novelties, and assortments is a big thing for us they're going to become harder and harder to find but like like Wilson said I'm hoping that the factory figures it out because we need assortments you know people you know I got tanks in at I don't know maybe 185 dollars a case I don't know how many people are going to buy novelties at 185 dollars a case so I may not you know I may not need these tanks anymore All right. at 185 bucks you know well, what's what's with the assortments what's going on with the assortments well there've been no factory you know um no factory seems like they're really set up uh wilson's uh production schedule is pretty much set up or their uh your assortment area pretty much yeah. set I mean.
2: up yep. oh, yeah we have a production line uh, especially for assortments um the reason is that because there's a uh, different categories of products inside a assortment so uh, when you put uh, reloadables in their assortment and there's a uh, fountains and sparklers or, or, or snappers inside. So first of all, you got the license to produce the reloadables, and you got the license to produce a, 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 the, the small case, and you got license to pour sparklers. So that is possible for one, just for one, one factory to get all the things done. So you have to collect them all, and then put it in a place there where, you know, they have the people, they have the um, space to do that, and they are, uh, you know, legally uh, licensed to, to pr- produce this, this uh, all the products, then you can start to pack them. So it's really uh, hard and it's really a conflict. It takes a, a lot of time and energy to to pack the assortments.
0: Yeah. And it seems in my, uh, in my experience of uh, visiting all these factories and different vendors, it seems like the factories, want to get these products out, and then the, and the assortments are the last thing they do. You know, like I had one Bam. factory owner said, when I get this warehouse cleaned out, we're going to do the assortments. I'm like, well, what is, you know, when is this going to be? I mean, you know, so, uh, and it seems like a lot of factories. Uh, by your place, you have a whole dedicated area for assortment. The only problem that you yeah. face is getting all the pieces in one place at the same time. Yeah. You know?
2: And there's a long, big, long table there. In the working shop, there's a one solid room for pa- assortment packing. So we just need to get more people in. And yeah, assortments.
0: No, definitely, and we have the same problem too. Now, you know, we we make about um, I don't know. Now we're up to about two thousand of these, or maybe three thousand of these brown box assortments. But now we need the pieces, we're we're all we're short on garden spring. We're short on this, so now we're we can't even start to produce. You know, when we had a vast inventory, we could do anything, but now our inventory is pretty much depleted since 2020. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. We're, we're all facing it, you know. So, so
1: it, it sounds like the, the, the in China, they're, the government is, they want you to specialize in a certain thing and you have to have the license for a certain thing. Whereas before, yeah. you can make whatever you wanted within reason. But then, but now you need to have the license to make a special thing. So, what in your in your estimation? What caused that? Was there something that happened? Was there accidents or whatever that happened that caught that created this this extra scrutiny and this extra focus on being being so centralized and so specialized?
2: Well, um, then in the uh, angle of the government, it's better for them to control the whole industry and it's good. it's better for the management you know, they, they can classify the factories and companies it's in different categories when they when they uh, go through the taxes searching or the material purchasing they can look up it's better for them to do that and it's more effective and yeah. um, they can control that everything in this industry is more safe for for, for for the economy and and, and the industry. So that's better actually for them. And I think on the other side, for us, it's better for for the company to locate a factory and to get uh, certain things done. But um, the fireworks. um, Somebody's somebody's shooting. Wow. It sounds like Chicago on Friday night. I like that. And these uh, days, there's the, occasionally, there would be, you know, fireworks outside, they'll go bam, bam, bam in the morning, China. It's person New Year. Okay, so for the government, the fireworks is not a big business for them, you know, compared to the others. It's steel, textile, you know, paper making. it's not a big business. So they are trying to cut down the license, of uh, fireworks manufacturing, right? So the, um, there's different reasons for them to do that. So right. it's it's the changes, including the updates of the standard in, in this March. So for, for us, we have, what what we have to do is to embrace them and go with the changes, do what they tell us to do. That's the only thing you can do that
0: like we said, adapt or die. But uh, there has been some uh, explosions, you know, what, like 2019, I think, Uh, you know, there's, there's been some major explosions and then the government would rather, you know, not deal with that if they don't have to, you know I mean? It's like, you know, that's why even now, uh, um, you know, when they have some of these government meetings, they just shut the factories down altogether. And during the summer, we used to have, like, you know, if it was a cold day, you could work. If it was a real hot day, you stopped working. Well, nowadays, they shut it down for, what, almost a month and a half straight. No matter if it's cold or hot, if it falls during that time, it's just shut down. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. They, uh, we, the factories are, in, you know, easily get shut down. Yeah. For accidents. Some Even not from the fireworks uh, industry. Some other. it accidents where like big industry explosion or happen in chemistry or other industries, We people are warning you, you guys have to pay more uh, attention to the safety pr- production. So, uh, first of all, is an explosion uh, happened in the factory. And second of all is the transportation. You know, they spent a lot of man and energy and time on the transportation, transportation examination. Um in the past you can you can you can take the fireworks in in a in a in a unlicensed truck to put it to transport it to to, uh to from leading warehouse or to the port. But now um you need two people, at least two people in in the truck, driver and the guard. And second of all, you need the license and a special cars, a special truck, especially with the black powder or fuses, So it's getting more and more strict. So you have to roll with that.
1: Yeah, you just have to adapt and do what's asked of you. And then as long as you do that, you you, you, um, Mm -hmm. meet the requirements, you can continue to do what you do.
2: Right?
0: That's right. I mean that's pretty much uh, what's going on. And then we have—I was looking up. Um, I met him years ago. Um, the guy that they always write about in the newspapers here that controls the whole shipping industry was it, Mister Mister Dean, right? Yeah. Ding? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's yeah. one guy. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, he's pretty suave, you know. He uh, he
2: does a lot. Well, his story is legend, I think. He's yeah. Legend. Uh, When I was a kid, there's only one big warehouse in front of my house. There's a big house storing fireworks and Mr. Ding was working there. He was, he started his business right there when I was a kid. There's a lot of fireworks there, and a lot of trucks, a lot of containers going on over there. I'm pretty sure that the fireworks that's out to the USA was majorly from that warehouse so actually i am the witness of the of the fireworks industry right i'm over 30 years now and i'm the witness so as somebody want to have a cut from this business and somebody has better connections so mister Ding have to move um to another place so he get that that was that was from the trade trailers before right not not ocean not by my by sea and So he moved to Shanghai, moved to Shanghai and then get to, you know, started a company, what's called we call Huayan logistic right now. And he cleared out all the hurdles and and and, you know roadblocks from all the way from Liu Yang to Shanghai, the road there's there's a routine. So that is his work. If nobody if the if because you have to go through different provinces. You have to deal with different governments, different levels, different um, you know safety burials. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people and there's a lot of things you have to deal with. That's I think that's amazing. That's what Mr. Din did in the past. So that's the this is the thing that a man that Mr. Din that were capable of. So that's why he becomes the you know only person that can control. You know we said control. The, the shipping the transportation.
0: And he also owns U.S. companies here too. Some when they didn't team up with him, he opened up his own. No, so he's very yeah. entrenched. He's he's like a he's like a I'd say I'm like a modern you know I'm like a modern day Ding starter. You know okay. how I control everything. Uh, but you know Ding would be, Ding would be like my mentor. You so there know? you go. There you go. And uh, yeah. So, you know, people went to meetings with him and they would wear red, so they would do business when I mean, That was his favorite color. But yet, if he gave you these prices, if you didn't like him, he'd just open up his own company. You we know, don't need it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do it like, ourselves. Okay. And you know, so people thought they could get on his good side. But at the end of the day, uh, just like Johnny, he's just worried about money and power. So I know. like the guy myself,
2: you
0: know, <laughs> even though I have to pay more. But you know what? I, I applaud him because- yeah. Take somebody, you know, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've done it all my life. Yeah. So I mean, really? let
2: others. So that's it's fair. John, John is a smart guy, always smart. I think, you know, like this. I try. <laughs> if I can't <laughs> dazzle with my brains, I just beat you
0: up.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> they they always say if you can't it was a, if you can't dazzle with your brain, dazzle with bullshit. Right. But my theory is if I can't dazzle with my brain, I just beat you up. <laughs> okay, there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what let's say everybody gets every we get everything working 2022 is better than 2021. What do you see like the next few years, four or five years? What's a little longer term prospect as far as you're concerned? Is you know, you, everything gets stabilized, we, we get back to normal, and all these regulations you just deal with them and you move on, right?
2: Uh, it won't be the same as before, that's for sure, and um. Uh... It is a common sense now in China's fireworks industry that there are a few new blood joined in this business. The major reason is that people pay more attention to the working environment and, you know, um, the danger. Obviously, is it's in one of their considerations just because of this fireworks manufacturing has been always considered as with the most dangerous and harsh working environment ever. And because every time there's an incident, accident. There would be news all over the place, which yeah. scares people. Which scares people a lot. And I think that is a result that the, you know, the government would like to see. You know, they started to cut down the license. They um, encouraged the owners to give up the facility. So, um, we need more young people to get in in this business. But, you um, there's, there's a few of them, you know, who's willing to join in this business. And uh, I think there's, uh, in spite of that, um, they, they don't have much knowledge about fireworks. They don't, they, don't, they need to know about the fireworks. It's part of a Chinese nature. It's part, part, part of China's culture. And it's very important for us. Not, it's not only a business, a business thing, it's part of a culture you know if you study in if you study the the story of a, of a fireworks the crackers it's different it's so different it's so magical and it's not as dangerous as you think actually and it's it is not a uh, let's say industrial product it is not it is especially from just from from certain places where nowhere else can produce that so Fireworks, as I um, I've been working in college over over ten years now. Fireworks is the most special product that I ever came with. That's so different from other consumer products. That is very special. So, um, 2022, I wish. But we are making changes. We are updating our logistic, logistic system, our development center, our supply chain. We are expanding our uh, supply chain, especially the novelties and assortments. We want to collect more products in, and uh, de- develop more new products for for USA markets. Um, I think. The shortage of fireworks—it's just temporary, and but things will not go back anymore. So, you know, things gone—they're gone. they are gone the history. So we have to kind of move on, you know. And before before that, we we, we talked about the updates of the of the uh, fireworks standard in March. So, and we have to go with that too. And um, I I think the. Um, our our customers need to know about the new standards. Uh, what happens there? And why would they do this? That, you know, more or less kind of fact like the, the fireworks business in the USA in the future. And I heard that some companies are looking for suppliers in, in Mexico or in Brazil or in India. That's a good thing, I think. That's a good thing. Because you have, you have more sources, not only for China, you get fireworks in and probably more affordable items that are probably the items that already disappears in China. So I think there's a good thing. There's more places that could produce fireworks. It is a great thing for a fireworks industry. Diversification is always good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Problem is it's, it's going to take some years, you know, it's going to take some years to uh, to get even close to where we need to be, you know, for our production, uh, especially in India and Mexico. I mean, you know, I've we've met with different people in Mexico. We've been to factories. It's uh, they're doing better. I mean, you know, you see the fireworks going off at New Year's Eve. They're doing better, but it's they got a long way to go, and it's not that cheap. But freight is cheaper, so that offsets. Just like years ago, it would offset. Um, you know, um, what's that? Uh, The other province uh, and Beihai, you know, just like Beihai products were higher, uh, especially than way higher than Li Ling, a little bit higher than Luoyang, but the freight from Beihai was cheaper, so it balanced out. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, the price has gone up all over the place. Uh, Beihai is still higher, obviously, but it it all levels up. Yeah, (laughs) supply and demand in Beihai now. Their freight has gotten. High too. Now guys, their freight gotten high, but don't it doesn't seem like I don't know what happened, uh, Wilson. But it doesn't seem like uh, you know brothers had a lot of connection there with the freight, and it seemed like it it something happened because their containers are rolling around in the ocean for months, you know, and you know I mean like he controlled that whole shipping thing there, but yet they're not landing. <laughs> they're, so yeah. I don't know what's going on there, you know. Um, um,
2: well, they're working with. uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell the name that with another yeah. big company Oh, well, we know the profile. names, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's kind of, you know, I think we take Mr. Jane off, take him off. Yeah. Um, but he guys, you know, there's a <clears throat> they have a the brothers got big uh, connections in the government, and there was um actually they had a history before, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, so uh, as far as I know the the, the, the warehouse of this company this uh, fireworks importers are totally full they have no containers to, to, to ship so they work together to get the big, to get the things done otherwise we're facing big problems and Finan- yeah. financially and and you know they, they, may, they may have to cut down the stores whatever so that is I think that's the only way they can work this out and there is correct way. But what happens right now? You know, you said the the containers are going along the ocean right now, and there's no news coming back that the containers are getting back to China, in yeah. both in Shanghai and and Hai. And uh, I think it's, it's probably not you know most likely that there's no empty container um, from, from from the USA. And uh, there's a there's a lack of a truck drivers there. There's no enough Empty containers to load all the commodities to to the USA compared to the other commodities fireworks is it's very very small you know there's yeah, small, oh, yeah. there's very limited space or areas in, in the, uh, on the ship for for fireworks there's so a lot more all the commodities
0: and this new thing uh, this whole uh, mobile Alabama. Well, you know, they're making me, you know, you're basically buying these containers. So now I got to get a truck to deliver it, but then I also got to get a forklift to take the container off of the truck and then it, then it belongs to me, you know, and then I own it. So now I'm going to have, container? yeah, I, I got three of them now that I'll be owning partly. Uh, luckily, I got a neighbor next door with a big forklift that can probably help me out, but I'm going to have three of these containers sitting on the property. So... Um, you know, hopefully, I can turn around and sell them. But that's what cracks me up. There's a container shortage, but yet they don't they don't want to spend the money to get it back. So they're just like, here, take it. So you know, I'm gonna have three containers I don't even want because it's cheaper to keep them than it is to try and return them. Which you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, you know, at, at uh, I'm not gonna say Ron's Bank, but you know, at banks here in the United States. They're not taking any change into the bank. You know, like a little kid, you save your change and you go dump it at a bank. Right. So the banks aren't taking it. And now there's, there's a, a change. Shortage. There's a coin shortage. And you're oh. really blaming the government, whatever. There's a coin shortage. But the reason there's a coin shortage is it's not recycling. Because we're not thinking You it know? Anymore, yeah. So there's a container shortage, but yet they're not really recycling the containers because they're saying, well, it costs too much to get it back. Just keep it. So I mean I either either I'm gonna have to get into the building container business or something. Yeah. I mean yeah. you know of it sounds yeah. like
1: there was a lot of disruption, whether it was COVID or accidents or, or government regulations or whatever. There's a lot of disruption in the system. And yeah. I think it's gonna take a little while for it to work itself out. But in the meantime, you gotta have smart guys like Wilson and smart yeah. guys like you, right? And you got to have a little staying power. I'm, jump,
0: a- I'm jumping ship. I open up a coffee shop, I'm done, you know what I mean? I get, yeah, yeah. I get no, really. like, like a little floater being sold for a dollar. You know, a guy gives me $100,000 and says, Here, give me my fireworks order. I'm like, I'll take your money. I really got nothing to give you. We'll see. He's not, he's not lying. We got a case of t shirts upstairs. I got, I, got a, I got a case of t shirts. I'm, I'm watching cameras on my phone. I'm not worried about coffee and I am the firewood I, I'm not even going to Fargo because it's too depressing and it's cold no. have you ever been to Fargo yeah and,
2: and I'm and I'm gonna teach people English for you know for a living <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> have you ever been to the Fargo Wilson no never been to Fargo and then um, I wish I you know I hope I can get to the to, to Fargo Sunday and to the North Dakota. I get. I. I really want to see what happens during the first July, and I would be involved. and want to be part of it. You know, talk to, to direct, directly to consumers.
0: Yeah, and now, and when Wilson's ready to move to the United States, we have a nice job waiting for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moving around cases the it's yeah. in the warehouse. in the four clear bought for a neighbor.
0: Yeah, big job. <laughs> well, you, you fit in in
1: Chicago. You see, you got a you got a Bulls jacket on there. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Chicago. There it is. Look at that. Look at
2: that yep. Wow. Yeah. Like Chicago board. is a magical word for me. You know, uh, talking about that. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> all right. Let's get it from the from the, from the very beginning. Uh, the wise guy, right? Okay, the wise guy. I personally, I really love the logo Wise Guy. Uh, there's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a gentleman holding a Chicago typewriter, right? <laughs> yeah, <what> he knows. <laughs> yeah, and Firenet. I know about this machine gun. Was the time when I was reading a novel about a bunch of Chinese Tom Tom Raider, and the gun was described as very powerful, big, load of bullets. And I'm a you know big fan of Michael Jordan, who is the hero of Chicago. So. That was pretty impressive for me. For me, Chicago is a um, is a place where where smart and and talented people appears. And I even carry the luggage tag on my backpack for for work all day long, with the uh, White Sky logo, Sin City brand, nice and the fireworks for the day. Nice. I, I love them. I love them. And um, I think they give me luck. And I think. Wise guy, there is a very good collection of classic and unique fireworks with affordable prices um i i went through the uh, website you know everything including things that are commonly seen and um also rare individual fireworks like one of a kind johnny's idea on a product is based on a very specific and long-term perspective let me put it this way um he can foresee the future of a product, whether it sells or not, sells great or not. Of course, in, in condition that what you have is what you see. So, um, that's, uh, so far that's the impression I or feel, I feel for Chicago, I feel for North Dakota, I feel for Fargo. So, these uh, bunch of words, it's very special to me.
0: And you're one of our special suppliers, too, because we always brainstorm. We get ideas. We have a new one that we're working on now. Yeah, that's right. Waiting on. That's right. So uh, it's inspiration for me um, to get these ideas and to get, them, to get them made, especially when I can't go to China. That's the hardest part, you know. Uh, you know, we lost a few suppliers, you know, with this whole COVID and whatever, you know, and uh, so it's I'm glad that we're getting like Pyro Slut was you know. Who does, does he do Pyro Slut? He did Pyro Slut. How do you, you like know? that
2: label? I really agree. I love the you know, uh, big rocket.
0: Yes. <laughs> so that's big gonna rocket. be obviously you know that's gonna become the new that's gonna become a logo. You know that's gonna become one of mm-hmm. our logos like a wise guy brand of Pyro Pyro Slut's just gonna be a little logo no more a big lady licking a rocket but a small lady licking oh. a rocket. But,
2: uh, is so there gonna page... be a luggage tattoo of of pirate Flood? What's that? A tattoo? Yeah. Lug- no luggage luggage tag of. Uh, oh yeah, of yeah. Okay. Luggage tag. There you yeah. go. Get the,
0: we got t-shirts. We got t-shirts. We get. Yeah. We should get luggage tag. I really, tag. really love, I love the,
2: the you know. I really love the text on the on the label. You know, small words on the on the on the label that you can see. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it really turned
0: great. out good. Uh, well, that's a great. Yeah, that came out really. The good. The cake sold really good. And uh, everybody liked it, but a lot of people just said, you know, they saw the label, like, I have to buy it. Especially at those conventions, like, you know, different ones, like PGI and NFA, where, you know, you got a bunch of pyros and they really get into it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how it would sell on my shelf, you know. with You know, we'll it, could find be, out. it could be like a bunch of people boycotting out front of Johnny Starr's <laughs> store, you know. <laughs> <Freaking> <laughs> signs. We're not sluts, we're not sluts, you know, but I can see it now. But, <laughs> there you, go. Uh, you know, I'm willing to take that chance, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice uh, to, to have someone that uh, feels the same energy in the business uh, that I do, you know. Right. And, uh, and like I say, there's not too many young ones coming into the business. You know, when I came into the business, I was one of the youngest ones because yeah. uh, there's not a lot of young people coming in. Uh, there's been a few after me, but not nowhere near as many in my day. We, we're, we're at NFA. We talked to those young guys. Remember? We yeah. had
1: that same discussion for like an hour. We talked about how to get young people involved. How to involved get young people involved.
0: And it's not easy. And it's not so easy. Everyone's into their video games and their telephones and, you know, well, whatever else.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just happening in China now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, people would rather go to the town show and
1: let somebody else shoot it off. And, and you know, like you
0: say, fireworks... Uh, a cultural thing, um, you know, just like you hear, I mean, every wedding, I mean, in young, every morning, I was waking up to firecrackers going off and off, but you know, those people are dying off. And unless they continue that tradition with the young people, which China's a little more more traditional than like we used to be, and now right. we're no longer, right. you know, right. um, You know, we had holidays that we'd celebrate as families and as a family grows up and then all of a sudden it, it, it drains. So uh, I think China's going to be faced with the same problems that we're all faced with. Uh, You know, the longer it goes on, the more traditions fall apart, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I worked for a, you know, major newspaper back in the day, and Mm -hmm. the reason they gave so many newspapers to the schools were to get the young people in the habit of reading the newspaper. We need to get young people in the habit of buying fireworks again, you know, And, um, you know, uh, just like we talk about down in Cabo San Lucas, you know, when Sammy Hagar dies at that bar, maybe it's got another lifespan of maybe 10 years, 15 years. And then the young people don't know Sammy Hagar. They, You know, it's just a bar to them. So it's very important that we keep uh, tradition going, uh, especially in the fireworks, because that's what drives fireworks, you know, fireworks. And... In Hawaii, firecrackers for tradition, and, and fireworks in China, in the Philippines, uh, that's such a big part of our culture, you know. So we right. need that, you know. Well, there'll always be and fireworks, uh, but you always want there to be.
1: You know, yeah, you'll always have fireworks, and all be always be part of of the lexicon, always part of entertainment, it's always part of that. But you want you don't want to lose the yeah. the, the, the the human interface. The, Kids being able because like you know my kid he's 22 years old he wouldn't know about fireworks if it wasn't for me like, yeah. there's no there's no there's no yeah. real place for him to go but now you know he thinks you know yeah. he thinks
0: fireworks are cool just because of
1: us but yeah there, there's not that many
0: it just dies off the the problem is that we had such a great year in 2020 that should have propelled it propelled it. the uh, industry at you know, least right. another three, four more years of solid, solid purchasing mm-hmm. because so many people say, hey, you know what? This was great. The big shows were canceled. We had a good time and let's just yeah. do it again. It was great on the kids, but I'm just mm-hmm. as afraid that the big, huge increase in price now will force the average family just go see the big shows again because it's cheaper, you know? So if we could have kept those prices down, freight and all that, it would have been really a uh, much, much better for the industry because we really had a good kickstart back to the fireworks industry in 2020 because the big shows were canceled and people had a social distance. So, and I said on this podcast a long time ago before I said, if every family just comes out and spends 20 bucks, it's going to be the busiest Fourth of July ever when people are doubting. Me and when people said that 4th of July was going to be stale and nobody's going to go out, are we going to miss it? Yeah, and what I, I said it right here I said, everyone's going to go out and spend 20, 20 bucks, and it's going to be the best. And they did. People came out. I mean, sure, all that funny money from the government helped because people were getting a lot of money from our government to, and they just instead of paying their bills, they decided to buy, incur more bills. But you know, that's what people do. But uh, so I'm hoping that we, we had a great 2021, but we had a shortage. Uh, now I don't think we're going to have as bad of a shortage because the prices are so high. Because like we had talked about, you know, if prices are up, you know, uh, if prices are up another, you know, prices are up 75 more percent, 50 more percent. Basically, that's you know, if the guy comes in with the same amount of budget, he's going to get 25 percent less fireworks. So in theory, we don't have to buy as much, you know, and that's right. kind of. I'm I'm leaning. I, I don't know if I have a choice. My containers are rolling in pretty good, and we still got some money, and we're rolling. But um, you know, when they stop rolling in, it's going to be wherever ships fall. You know, and we we're thinking of getting out of wholesale for this year, but I hate to do that. We built a we built you a long a time. We got a good customer base. We don't want to let it go. And. We helped out a lot, a lot of people last year that couldn't get fireworks. And, you know, hopefully they remember us, you know, and we'll see see what happens. But I'm like you, Wilson, we just adapt, you know. Uh, We adapt. We diversify. Um, Yeah, some people may not be happy that, oh, hey, how come you can't get this or that? Well, we can't. And, you know, and this is what we have, you know, and and go from there, you know. Well, Wilson, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, they go to
1: chillyfireworks.com.
2: Uh, of course, that's uh, one of the uh, channels that you can get to me. And you can also go to uh, youtube.com slash chili fireworks or go to our Facebook page to get to me. Okay. Also send me emails. That That's, that's okay. Okay, yeah. Wilson well, yeah. at chilifireworks.com.
0: And then if you're interested in buying fireworks from Wilson, he usually tells him, go see Johnny Star, which I like I love you for that, Wilson. Thank you. I appreciate it. There you go. That. <laughs> of course.
1: Wilson, thanks so much for doing this. Anytime you want to come on, let us know. We're more than
0: happy to talk to you anytime you want. You got any good news to share with us? Let us know. And maybe after in March, when you find out some of these regulations and rules, maybe we can have you back on. Yeah. And you can kind of explain it uh, uh, to us, so then we can kind of explain it to the rest of the world. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. That'll be awesome. Yep. No problem. We hope to see you in Chicago or Fargo sometime soon. Yeah, I hope to see you in China even sooner. There you go, John. Yeah.
2: Stein. And this is a, a, your uh, source of inspiration.
0: Yes. Right? Uh, I yeah. I, um, I hope to see you guys uh, real soon. And, I'm you know, I'm missing, I'm jonesing. I don't have the coffee king anymore. You know, I had to go <laughs> I had open up my own coffee shop because. So is that a <laughs> coffee shop in China? Yeah, a coffee king in China where I would, I would hold court every day. And, and now I so sorry about got I was so tired of not having coffee anymore. I bought a, you know, I opened up a coffee I shop, know. see, you know, and we now I'm even doing plane. waffles like they sell in China, you know? So see, I, you know, I'm making my own coffee king until China reopens. Now, once China opens up, I'll get rid of my own coffee shop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Black, was it? Chilifireworks.com.
1: Go there and you can check out all Wilson's stuff and,
0: Get in contact with him or get in contact with
1: John. He and Black
0: it. Scorpion got a great label, great product. Pyro and, Slut is uh, Black Scorpion,
1: yep. so uh, we more where that came from, we know it's good. We shot one off. We did the master class. It was came out. Yeah. Really for
2: one more thing, <laughs> we only work with this, with smart importers.
0: Yes, thank you. Know,
2: it's so
0: <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> very hard to do business with dumb people. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I know. I do a podcast with one.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a saying in banking. You can't fight stupid. Yeah. We say that all the time. No. You can't yeah. fight stupid. You just gotta let it go. You make more money off the smart. You make more money with the
0: smart people. Smart It takes way too much of your time to do the other. Takes a lot of effort to work with dumb people. Now wait a minute. We're not supposed to be talking about Dino. Oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what about Dino? You to get one. Got to get one shot in there. You know. Thanks one. a lot, Wilson. We'll talk to you later. Okay. See you later. Bye, right, I'm good. bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>